welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 24th, 2018. We have a big 11-game slate, but I don't really think it's that hard to narrow down our options because there aren't really a ton of great pitching choices, and there are kind of obvious offenses. I think it's going to be a slate where it's pretty easy to just go the course fielder half. So starting with the offense, the uh, high-end pitchers, we have Charlie Morton at 11,000. 200, Robbie Ray 11,000, Shohei Otani at 9,900, and what, Porcello all the way at 9,500. So just these pitchers that are all over 9,000, Matt, which of them, if any, do you like? Yeah, if any is a good caveat. I think the answer is none of them. Um, There are definitely some cheap, good pitching choices, and I guess a couple of these guys are maybe usable, but I definitely prefer some of the cheaper guys. Um, So if I had to choose out of the high end, I think the choice would be Robbie Ray, although I am a little bit down on him. I think there's there's always upside for Ray because of the strikeouts, but his velocity is a little lower than last year. Uh, the bigger concern, though, is that there's rain in the forecast for Philly, so we may not even have a choice here. We may not get a chance to use Robbie Ray anyway. Uh, so if there's no Ray on this slate, then I'm definitely not using any of these pitchers at 9,500 or higher. Um, so just to go over the weather really quick, as of now, we're looking at about 70% chance of rain for the Cubs-Indians game. Uh, what is it? A 45% chance of rain. In, oh, that's not on the slate anyway. Never mind. Okay, so we have a 60% chance of rain in the Diamondbacks-Phillies game. A 90% chance of rain in the Rays-Orioles game. That looks like the most likely game to be canceled. 70% chance of rain in the Tigers-Pirates game. And that covers all of the rain. But all those games right now look like pretty likely rainouts. So for now, I think we just have to approach from the angle that those games aren't playing. Uh, of the guys who are in this expensive tier, the one that I think makes the most sense is Kenta Maeda at 9,300. In general, I don't love rostering Dodgers pitchers just because they come out of the game pretty early. Uh, we don't usually see like nine inning, well, not nine inning starts, but usually even like seven inning starts aren't that likely for Dodgers pitchers. But I think this is a good enough matchup for Maeda. The price tags for the other the other high-priced pitchers who are in his salary range, I don't think are particularly good plays. So if you want to spend up a pitching, which a lot of times you have the extra salary in lineups, I just think by default Maeda is the choice. He's striking out 15 hitters per nine innings this year, 3.77 ERA, but a much lower 1.06 FIP. Just the main concern is that he's made four appearances this year and only made only pitched 14 innings. So what do you think of Maeda? Yeah, I don't think he's sort of a default choice. I actually think he's a really good choice. Um, We've been kind of pushing this narrative that the Dodgers don't let their pitchers go deep into games. And while I think it's still true, um, I think the same thing is kind of happening with the Dodgers that happened with the Yankees this year, where the bullpen just isn't as good. And because of that, the starters are getting a little bit longer of a leash. Um, For the Yankees, it's they have the same pitchers, but they're just underperforming. For the Dodgers, they actually lost some of their key bullpen guys they had Tony Watson last year. They had Brandon Morrow last year. Uh, they had Walker Bueller in the bullpen last year for some of the season. So I think they just have less depth in their bullpen. And I'm not sure if the numbers have bared this out yet because they've had so many games where the starters just haven't performed well. Um, I think that's the main reason that Maeda hasn't thrown enough innings. He he just hasn't had – well, he's had a couple of good games, but he had one in particular start against the Diamondbacks where he just couldn't throw strikes. Uh, but this is a really strong matchup at home against the Marlins – um, it'll be a little bit tougher than what Bueller had because Bohr and Dietrich should be in the lineup. 
but I still think this is a really good matchup. The Marlins are going to be one of the worst offensive teams this year. Maeda, the one thing he does do well is get strikeouts. So even if he gives up a few runs, uh, kind of in the mold we saw from his last start where he gave up four runs to the Padres but got 10 strikeouts, uh, I think we'll see a lot of that from him this year. So he's not my favorite pitcher on the slate, um, but I would roster him with some confidence. I think he's a lot better of a choice than the guys priced in front of him. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I'm still just get a little uncomfortable with he He's made three starts this year and made one full. It doesn't count. And he's yet to go into the sixth inning, or he's yet to pitch six innings. So that is a little bit of a concern for me. But considering the matchup against the Marlins, I'm fine with my eight at 9,300. Uh, in the mid-range, I think that there's a few really strong plays. Uh, Luke Weaver at 7,500. I would like Vince Velasquez at 7,000, but that game, as we said, looks like a rainout. I would like Fari at 6,300. That game also looks like a rainout. So for me, the strongest play in this middle tier is Luke Weaver at 7,500. Weaver hasn't really had a great start to the season, but the FIP is still much lower than the ERA, so maybe a little bit unlucky. And still, Weaver was so good last I think that he's going to be a 10 pitcher also. So what do you think of Weaver and then are there other, any other pitchers that you like? Yeah, I think Weaver is a really good choice. I don't think he'll be as good as last year. Um, his numbers all look a bit worse aside from his walk rate, which is almost identical to last year um, at 2.5 per nine innings. But his K rate is down quite a bit. 10.74 last year, 8.44 this year. Um, just checking velocity quickly, but the velocity seems fine. I guess he's just been hit a little bit. Um, overall, not concerned. I think Weaver just overachieved last year. Uh, he did make three of his appearances last year out of the bullpen, so that could be why his strikeouts were a little a little bit inflated. Um, but looking at like Steamer and Zips projections, Weaver should be a solid number two in the rotation starter. And at 7,500 at home against the Mets, I think there's a lot of value there. So I don't think Weaver is a great pitcher. I think he's a pretty good one. He's definitely an above-average starter. And the price for him is just a little low because uh, I guess he had a really bad game last time out against the Cubs. So Weaver is my favorite pitching option on the slate, but I don't know if I'm going to be anywhere near all-in on him or anything like that. Um, I think Maeda is a good choice. And then I guess it depends It depends on what happens in the Phillies game. Like if, if the Phillies game doesn't get rained out, I think you can mix in Vince Velasquez a lot. Um, if we don't have the Phillies game to choose from, though, then I think I'll be pretty heavy on my Ada and on Luke Weaver. Do you think that makes sense, or is there another pitcher that you would mix in a lot of if uh, we don't have the Phillies game? No, you know, it's funny because I was kind of looking at the pitchers, and then I looked at the weather afterwards, so I had in my head that I liked a bunch of pitchers, and then I realized that a lot of the pitchers are like, the games aren't going to play. So there really aren't pitchers I like outside of my Ada and Luke Weaver right now. Uh, is there anybody else that you consider rostering from a game that we know isn't going to be rained out? No, not really. Um, so we might just be stuck with these two guys. Uh, I think you can take a shot on Andrew Triggs, even though he was awful in his last start, but I think that would be a little bit of a reach. Um, it would really just be if all the other starters that we like outside of Maeda and Weaver get rained out, and I wouldn't want to have them in every lineup. I think Triggs is the next best option with games that don't have weather concerns. But yeah, th th there really aren't a lot of good pitching choices on this slate if the rain happens to be the worst case scenario. Um, so Weaver and Maeda are good choices. I'd be fine rostering them a lot. And I guess we'll just have to see what the weather lets us do with these other choices. Yeah, the other one who I'm kind of looking at now, like if there, if I had to roster a third pitcher 
or if I needed salary savings, I don't think that Tanner Roark is the worst play at what's his price, uh, eighty two hundred. He's pitching in San Francisco, which is a really extreme pitcher's park. Roark is not a great pitcher, but he's not terrible either. He's very middle of the road, and he gets some strikeouts. Eight point six four strikeouts per nine this year. Eight point two four last year. He started the year with a three point two four ERA and a four FIP. So something that we've said about the Giants previously is that they're going to probably be a lot better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching this year. So I don't mind Roark as a pitcher at 8,200 if I didn't want to go all in on uh, the other two pitchers we like. Would you use Roark at all? Yeah, I think he's he's kind of a safe choice. Well, he's not very good, so maybe he's not that safe, but I think he's a low upside, high floor choice, at least relative to his price. Uh, Roark's 8,200. I mean, I think he probably just should be around hitting value. Um, I wouldn't use him over Luke Weaver in basically any lineup. So I guess you're talking about a Weaver with Roark combination. Um, yeah, I think he's okay. I'd rather probably use Triggs for about the same price. I think he's better and he has a slightly easier matchup, but Roark does have the park factor helping him. So yeah, I think if I you... Think, I, think, I think Roark's probably better than Triggs. It's kind of hard to say because Triggs... Yeah, it's 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 more of a track record for Roark, and Triggs also was so bad in his last start, um, and and last year. Yeah, Triggs does have good minor league numbers, and maybe he starts pitching better. He was really good at the end of last year, and he was good in spring training for whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, I, I don't really like either guy that much, but I, I think of them similarly. Where if you need a third and fourth starter, and other games are rained out, I think both are okay. Uh, but I'd much rather just use Weaver and Maeda and maybe even just have only those two guys. All right, so getting into the offenses, I think that by far the best offenses target on the slate are the two course field teams. So the Padres and the Rockies playing against each other. If we like cheap pitchers, then it just kind of makes sense to pay up for the game at course field. And for the Padres tomorrow, uh, we have Eric Lauer is making his first career start. He's not really a highly regarded prospect. I was looking him up on Fangraphs before this. They have him ranked as the 26th best prospect within the Padres organization. So basically not even projected to be a future major league player. His minor league numbers are pretty good, except let's see what. Uh, so minor league numbers, he's had an ERA pretty consistently in the like the two to three. He hasn't even been in the minor leagues that much. He just got drafted. So this is like, I don't know, this, there's just so little information on him and he's not a highly regarded prospect. So this seems like a situation where the Rockies should be able to go off against a pitcher who we don't really know that much about. And the other thing that is favorable for the Rockies is Lauer is a lefty. The Rockies are much better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. Arenado kills lefties. Trevor Story is only 4300 against the lefty. That is a ridiculous price for Story. It was a 167 WRC plus against lefties. Uh, I think that Story is probably the best offensive play for his price. So what do you think of the course field offenses tomorrow? Well, I definitely like the Padres a lot more than the Rockies, actually. Um, but I think game stacks here where you kind of just use right-handed batters, basically, from both teams, I think that's the route to go because... The Rockies do have some guys with pretty strong splits, most notably Story, but Arenado is better against lefties too. And then it's not so much that the Padres have splits in their hitters, but Kyle Freeland has huge splits as a pitcher. 
Um, he last year struck out 10 batters per nine innings against lefties, only walked two, and then against righties, he had basically a one-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio, uh, 4.9 Ks, 4.2 walks, 5.06 FIP, and XFIP. Freeland's awful against righties, and this game's a course field, so Padres' righties are my favorite target from the game, uh, but I think Rockies' righties are good targets too, and yeah, Trevor Story's way too cheap. So I think it could just be a matter of using both sides of this game in every lineup. Uh, I won't have a ton of Eric Hosmer because he's left-handed. I won't have a ton of Charlie Blackman because he's really expensive and left-handed, but I think he's worth having exposure to. Uh, my favorite players from the game would be Arenado, Story, uh, I guess LeMayhew, and then Myers, uh, Jose Perella, uh, Manuel Margot is back too. Um, so we'll have to see what the Padres do in the outfield because... Uh, well, I think Hunter Renfro is out, so that's going to hurt the Padres. Yeah, he's on the DL, so we don't have Hunter Renfro, the lefty killer. Uh, but we will have Perella and Margot and Will Myers probably in the outfield. So I like all of those guys. And Chris Iannetta catching at 3,500. He's really good against lefties. Um, there are a lot of good right-handed bats to use from this game. So that's going to be the primary target, I think, just both sides of this game. One final offense that I think is worth mentioning is Texas Rangers are playing against, I don't know why I start with the Rangers, because I like the A's side of the game, but the the A's are playing the Texas Rangers. The game is in Texas, so park upgrade for them. Cole Hamels is pitching. Hamels was not great last year. somebody we like to pick on a decent amount. He started this year, 4.76 ERA, a 5.24 FIP. He really struggled his last time out against the Rays, which is a huge red flag because the Rays are terrible. Uh, I think Cole Hamels... I thought there was maybe a slight chance that he was going to bounce back this year. I didn't think it was likely, but I thought it was at least possible. And it just looks like it's not going to happen. I think Cole Hamels is probably done. And I think this is a good spot for the A's. And I doubt they're going to have much ownership on this slate. So the A's, I definitely think, makes sense as a secondary stack and my third favorite offense on the slate behind the Rockies and the Padres. So for me, I think the A's are actually my second favorite offense. Uh, I think it's Padres 1, A's 2, and then I'll just plug Arenado and Story kind of everywhere. I still think Pod, uh, Rocky stacks are viable, but as far as the full team stacks, I think most of the lineups I'll have will be five Padres or five A's, um, and then just use the Rockies as plugs everywhere. Because the A's, even though Cole Hamels could strike them out a lot, uh, he had 11 strikeouts the first time he pitched against the A's this season. The offensive upside for Oakland is huge too. Uh, Hamels is bad. He's throwing even slower this year. And the Texas bullpen is already bad, and they had to use a lot of their key guys in uh, Monday's game. So it was a 3-3 game going into the ninth inning, um, and Matt Moore didn't pitch very deep into the game. So Alex Claudio had to pitch. Uh, Matt Bush didn't pitch, so that's always good if the A's can see uh, Matt Bush tomorrow. So uh, this offense is in a really good spot in a hitter's park, and I think I'll prioritize them over most of the Rockies guys outside of Story and Arenado. Okay, so... That is going to finish today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at GArenbergDFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at PreachingSense. We'll be back for tomorrow's slate.